Welcome to the Life in the Now broadcast. I'm your host, Nikki Collins. Happy Monday. This is such an amazing day to be awesome. This is the day to be awesome. This is a perfect day for you to just be awesome. Be who God has called you to be. Right, El Michelle? I'm What's telling you, I love your energy. Your oh. energy is just electric today be awesome i mean of course i love it i of love course. it this is it's a perfect day just to be awesome it is every day that we have to, you know that we open up our eyes is a perfect day to just be awesome just go and give this day all that we have yeah and it oh. sets the tone for the week you are mm-hmm. setting the tone i yes. appreciate it set yes. the tone for the week i yes. love that i love it love it love it so today we have a very special guests yay because we are getting ready for the she's good empowerment conference that's coming up march 6th through the 8th yes oh god we are i mean it's almost here we're less than 30 days away i know i'm so excited about that and if you haven't like the services are free but the brunch is going to be so powerful Mm -hmm. that's twenty dollars it's only twenty dollars the tickets are only twenty dollars because there's going to be an um empowerment brunch you eat but you're gonna eat some um, spiritual food as well my panel guests are awesome I mean awesome panel guests and one of them we have here today with us and it's none other than pastor Ah. Miss Pastor JJ JJ Porter from New Life Deliverance Ministries up in Havana, Florida. Look, y'all, if y'all don't know JJ, you need to look her up. Powerful. Welcome, Jay. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are hey, so hey, JJ. Oh, hey, thank hey, you. Hey. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, I am excited. I am oh, so I'm excited. telling you, Jay. See, uh, people, a lot of people know you by JJ, but your <laughs> real name is Jacqueline yes. JJ Porter. Mm-hmm. And your name after your mom, right? Unfortunately, yes. That <laughs> Don't is say so unfortunately. Weird. I am not a junior girl. It. Can't be junior. <laughs> well, you know what? It's so unique, it though. Is. I love it. You know, and, and it was very prophetic. Now that I do agree with. Yes. In my older years, I do agree that it, mm-hmm. it it's very prophetic. Yeah. The name, right. but at the time, my mom, um, she was pregnant with me at forty-one years old. Wow. And of course, at forty-one, mm-hmm. you're not trying to have no more kids. Right. So she was already shocked. Then when she found out she was pregnant, she spent her whole entire pregnancy thinking I was a boy and wanting a boy. Oh, wow. And so when I came out and they told her I was a girl, it was... She- it was like she don't have any other, right. any other name. No, no. Uh-huh. Like, okay, I just. But in my older years, I yes. have grown to understand and learn that it was definitely prophetic. Right. But it's difficult when you go to the same eye doctor and they're looking at you crazy. Right, when like you have two Jacqueline. Uh, <laughs> hold on, what's going on here? Right. But I love it. I love your mom, Apostle um, Porter. She has definitely been someone who have poured into 
me over the years someone who I've looked up to she is a staple in this community Mm -hmm. she is a pioneer I would say for us she's done a whole lot and I love you know how God has used her all of these years and even I know it wasn't uh, easy for you growing up in the home (laughs) with the apostle but you know now like you said as you get older you can see you know some of the handwriting on the wall like God you know this was just full circle (laughs) yeah full circle so I want to ask you about that because I know you're going to be one of our panel guests Mm -hmm. and um, for the She's Good conference and I know that so many women that are out there listening you know they they want to know okay well how did you make it through you live with the apostle that's your mom and then to to have a call on your life mm-hmm. you you knew it but you know what as a young person you don't want to you don't want to you know you just want to live your life right. you want to do you know you just want to have a regular normal life and there are people out there now who are saying you know what I just want to do what I want to do but they have a call on their life yeah. so Jay can you t- tell you know just talk to us about really pressing through um, that phase of rebellion I would say because I rebelled myself definitely. Mm-hmm. definitely I would say being a PK is a really tough role mm. uh, it's crazy because Elle and I were talking earlier uh-huh. and we were saying that we don't understand I think we don't always raise our kids to understand that I believe that PK is, is sort of an office mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well um, and that we should raise our kids now coming up into ministry to understand that they are in ministry as well Right. and um, I say that being a PK for me has always been bittersweet mm. it has been the thing that has been the thorn in my flesh but it's also been the thing that has saved me <laughs> yeah now what um, pk explain that to some people preachers who may not. kids yeah everybody doesn't understand that terminology <laughs> right everybody church terminology pk, PK. are preacher's kids yes. and we are tagged as the worst kids Come on now. in uh, america okay you are a preacher's yeah. kid yeah. you automatically bad uh-huh. <laughs> i've heard that my entire life i wasn't one but I was um, connected with a lot of PKs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we are tagged as being super just rebellious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say coming up as a PK, everything is so intrusive. Right. It's like you're in a glass house. Right. Your life is a, a, a book on a shelf that you never published and mm-hmm. people just publish for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but growing up, I can say that I, I really almost just resented being at church, mm-hmm. just being a PK. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom being super saved, not being yeah. able to do things. But when I see my life in full circle now mm-hmm. at the age of 32, I can honestly say that it was a blessing. Wow. And the thing that I resented has been the thing that has also kept me. Ooh, um, Jesus. Can you say <laughs> wow. that again? The thing that I had resented has been a blessing for me wow. because there were seeds that were sown into my life as a young girl mm-hmm. that are now manifesting themselves. Mm-hmm. There are things that prayers that were prayed over me. Um, mm-hmm. There are just standards that my mom had that has just risen up in me as a woman to see her live her life like Mm -hmm. that but um it's definitely hard being a pk but i think the thing that we don't see well the thing that i can say honestly Mm -hmm. i always hated sharing my mom Oh, wow. And I still don't really like it a lot. (laughs) I still don't really like it a lot, so Mm -hmm. I resented that. Mm. But 
I think I had to change my perspective as I've gotten older now. Right. And instead of saying, oh, everything is so overshared mm -hmm. and I have to always share my mom, mm -hmm. it's now been a blessing that, wow, this is the people would pay to have the type of access right. to my mom yes. that I have. Yes. And I call, I tell her all the time, you will let the last of a dying breed. And I, I now see it as a blessing yes. because... I have access to what people would love to have mm -hmm. access to. She's uh, uh, near and dear to my heart, and I'm always uh, so very, very thankful. So it's yes. been a blessing. Yes, it's, it's been a blessing. and and that that's something that we, um, you know, I, I really want my daughter to hear this show because <laughs> um, she she's felt the same way because mm -hmm. you know she was labeled a PK, yeah. you know, yeah. and she wasn't mm -hmm. able, you know, neither one of them were able to do um, a lot of things that the other kids were doing, mm -hmm. and so now she's just in this place where you know she's she's in her early 20s so she's just she like you know I, I'm just trying to find she's trying to find herself yeah. and so uh, but she still knows deep down she has a foundation right. so that you know gives me hope <laughs> not to yeah. worry so much but it is um it's amazing how we don't see it when we're younger, but as you grow, as you continue to grow in God, you start seeing the good in, yeah. you know, the access yeah. that we have to certain people. And that's why mentoring and coaching and all empowerment is so important to me to add to the church because we need a little bit more. Right. You know, we get to preaching on Sundays, we get um, Wednesday night, you know, Bible study or if we preach or whatever, we get the services. But then where does the discipleship come in at right. and one thing I, I know that for you as you know a preacher's kid and also you are the one who's gonna take the mantle mm -hmm. what, what do they call that the uh successor, successor. Mm -hmm. yes you are the successor of your mom's legacy mm -hmm. like she's training you up to do all of this stuff so that is like heavy heavy but some people turn from that stuff they run from it mm -hmm. and just like there's a lot of people out there now who run from their own call they are anointed to do some major things but they go out and do other things because they don't want to deal with the fact that God has called them right. to do something specific for him and it doesn't have to necessarily be um, on the pulpit but there's so much ministry out here mm -hmm. so much ministry and this is some of the things that we're going to talk about about at the brunch at the she's good brunch you know there's ministry beyond the pulpit and you have to come to a place where you embrace the thing the purpose the the the, the very thing that God has called you to do can you talk a little bit about that just embracing um the call I would say for me, it's very different. It's 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 a weird, intimidating thing mm -hmm. for when people say you're your mom's successor because, like I said, my mom's all like fifty years into this thing now. Yes, and so that's intimidating yes. trying to come behind that. And mm -hmm. I, but mm -hmm. what I had, I think I became okay with my call when I learned that the legacy I'm supposed mm -hmm. to carry, the mantle is on me, but it can look different. Yeah, it's just, <gasps> I it love it. Let's talk about that. <laughs> you know, it can look different. We have to get to the because we're in another time. Yeah. Like I said, my mom started in ministry. The culture was different. It was different. Everything mm -hmm. was different 50 mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, so I shouldn't be expected to carry the mantle how it looks 50 years. Right. Ago. Right. The method doesn't change. That's right. the gospel. The message is still Jesus. It's still Jesus. But. 
but but the way that we deliver it exactly. is going to be different because times are different. Mm-hmm. And so I would resent the call a lot because I felt like I had to be Ooh. little apostle. Right. I had to dress like her. I had to right. hoop like her. Everybody right. know my mom is a walking Bible. Oh, okay. she is. And here I am with the uh, skinny ripped jeans on <laughs> in the pulpit, Come you know, now. and I always just felt so intimidated because right. like when people would book me to speak or mm-hmm. they want me to come to an event, mm-hmm. I was thinking they're expecting me to be my mom. Right. And so I expected myself to be my mom. Ooh, and because I couldn't be my mom and mm-hmm. I couldn't feel and walk in those shoes, mm-hmm. I just always like I, I didn't want it. Wow. I didn't want it. And I resent it until one day I realized, OK, we're not getting out of this. Right. This is what we were called to do. Mm-hmm. It's a peace and a fulfillment that comes with being aligned with mm-hmm. the reason why God brought oh, you Oh, come the earth. on now. It, yes. There is nothing more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of young ladies that are trying to fulfill it through other things. They are. They're trying to fulfill it through other things. Mm-hmm. But it is something about coming into direct alignment mm-hmm. with the epic idea of what created your birth. Yes. And when I came into that alignment, mm-hmm. I had to understand that. I am my mother's child. I don't resent that. I don't resent the anointing that's on my life. Mm -hmm. I don't resent the mantle, but I understand that I can be me. Woo. And that is huge Mm -hmm. when you are you, because that's, I had to learn that Mm -hmm. because, you know, I thought that I had to be like so many other people, you know, um, and I kept, I would often like uh measure myself up against people and you know at that point you know you're probably never going to win you're never going to be okay because you're not that person and that person is not you and so when you discover who you are Mm -hmm. in him then it's easier for you to say okay we can do this because then we understand that God is not looking for you to be a cheap copy of anybody else he's looking for you to be the authentic person that he has called you to be and I know I'm I'm a little different too because you know I look (laughs) I I I don't dress like the churchy lady, you know, yeah. I wear the makeup mm-hmm. and I, I'm very um, progressive mm-hmm. when it comes to ministry, because I believe that if we are going to do ministry in this time, then we must we we must know the time and we have to embrace change. God is not going back. I hear a lot of people say, you know what? You know, uh, we need to take it back like it used to. We, he's not going to do that because if he wanted you to stay stuck in the past, we would still be back there. But there's so much for this time. And there's a people for this time. The culture have changed. Everything has changed. So we have to learn how to still be holy in this season. Still be the woman the woman of God that God is calling us to be in this time because that's where the anointing is the anointing for now exactly you just think about the person that's not in the church culture the Mm -hmm. person that didn't grow up in church Mm -hmm. I think it's already that pushback when you're with the churchy tone Uh I'm not Mm -hmm. not saying everybody has to be like us right but I think that we're called to a certain people exactly we're called to a certain people and in Mm -hmm. order to be effective sometimes it's just going to call for you just to be you to be what you. you're resenting about yourself and thinking it's not good is what's going to make somebody be actually drawn. Oh to my you. God. You, you know, I yes. started being ministry became easier That's for good. me. And I think just weird that people are just drawn to me for me just being right. myself now. Right. And where I thought people wanted little apostles <laughs> now for me, just being myself, right. people are like, Oh, 
I love you. And yes. I'm, like, I'm not doing anything but being myself. Right. And you know, and I think we always think we're re reinventing the wheel. We're doing mm -mm. um something different, but mm -mm. it's the same thing. It's just what what Daniel did in the Bible mm -hmm. when they were sent out to exile. Come on, Daniel got with the king. He was not working in the church. Right. Daniel was working with the people that came and got them and Come pulled on. them into bondage. Yes. He was working for this man, got an elevation, mm. but he was still him. Still he his, kept his himself. standards, but and he kept his standards, mm -hmm. but he embraced their culture. That's it. He embraced their culture. He learned everything about the king. He learned every mm -hmm. single thing about where they were in Babylon. And mm -hmm. you know what? He thrived in the place he that did. many of us went He thrive. did. Well, I'm telling you. He did. And yes. that is so powerful. And that is why this conference, this empowerment conference is absolutely so amazing and is so timely because there are so many people out there who are saying, but I don't fit into the church and but I need God and I need you know what you have but I don't know how to fit in you don't have to fit it's not about you fitting in this is about you tapping into who you are and knowing and then a lot of them I hear I've made so many mistakes and I've done this and I've done that I mean countless number of especially women yeah. but people in general they feel that they're not worthy you know none of us are worthy it's all about him it's about mm -hmm. the blood of Jesus that that's what makes us good. That's the only thing. And so when I can't, when God gave me the name, she's good. I said, Lord, what does that mean? Like these people are just going, I, I don't even understand. It hit my spirit and I knew it was the Lord, but he says, everything that I made was good. When I made, he said, tell those women when I made them, when I created them before they were ever formed in the mother's womb, they were good. And I have not changed my mind concerning them. God have not changed his mind concerning you just because you made a mistake that's what his blood is for he died on the cross in advance so because he knew you was gonna fall he knew you weren't gonna make he knew you were gonna miss the mark you was gonna mess up utterly and that's why for me deliverance is a daily process I'm not one of those Christians who walk around like acting like they're perfect this is a daily process and so this is for everyone out there who feel that God can't use them because they messed up, because they made a mistake, because they did this or did that. God can still use you. The gifts and talents of God, that they're without repentance. So, you know, this, the, the, the premise of this entire empowerment summit event, whatever you want to call it, is letting you know that you're still good at the end of the day. The divorce did not take you out. You're still good. At the end of the day, the, the pregnancy outside of marriage, that didn't break you. You're still good. Get up. Get yourself back into position. Yes, you did some 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 slick stuff, some trifling stuff, some grimy stuff. But at the end of the day, the blood is for you. Repentance is for you. You know, he says he's married to the backslider. Look, get up. You you are good. When they ask how she's doing, I tell them all the time. When they ask how I'm doing, just tell them she's good. She's good. She's good. Because I, that word good means effective. I, I did a little research on that word. If you break it down, it means when something is good, that means it is effective. It is able to be workable. You can still use it. You, I mean, so there's people out there now 
who are laying and, and sitting on their gifts, their talents, and God is wanting to use them, but they, they, their sin, their past sin, which God has forgiven them, is still holding them back. So now you need to know, woman of God, man of God, you're good. You know, this is a she's good conference, but I didn't just bring in all women to speak to the women. I brought in some men as well to let you know who you, just to pour into you, to let you know from their perspective how they see us. All men doesn't see us as bad. There are some men out there who can really who can who who knows who we are and know that we're effective, who know that we carry the womb for their vision. And, uh, you know, when they speak the vision to us that we give birth to it. And that's what my husband, he tell a lot. Of, he tells people, you know, I had this vision for over 20 something years, but it wasn't until I met my wife that she had the, the womb to birth this thing out. He said, I just I couldn't do it. And so that's what we want women to know that you are good. You have the goods for someone else. God sees you as good. He did not change your narrative. Why are you changing the narrative of your life? You are good. Yes. I think that a lot of times we don't consider that we are good or mm-hmm. we don't consider it good because it doesn't feel good. Oh, God. Mm. Come on now. Talk about uh, that. We lead by our emotions. Yeah. And because we're in seasons where it doesn't feel good, we automatically result that to this isn't good. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that all things work together for the good. Come on now. That love the Lord. Oh. And I think that it's a perspective Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shift that needs to happen with a lot of us. And we result that because it doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. that God isn't in it. Wow. But God never promised us. I'm always with Christians. You know, I, I remind them that Jesus promised us. Come on now. That we were going to experience pain. Right. I think we feel like as Christians that we're not going we're to not go through going anything, to go. that we're not going to mess up. And he gave us these map plans knowing, knowing. what we were going to be doing. Right. 2,000 years <laughs> after he got off of that cross. Yes. Where he said, listen, in mm. this life you are going to have ha- trials. Come on. But I have overcome them all. Oh. He is telling you all that yes. everything, it is good. And mm-hmm. so I feel it, you know, we're in this generation mm-hmm. where women, you know, we we are killing the game. Come on now. We are really, really killing the game. Yes. And, and and I love it. You know, uh-huh. I consider myself to be um, super ambitious myself. Mm-hmm. But I think that with women, I think we have to start leading. I, I think our new strength and our new power mm-hmm. is in our weakness. That's And good. I think that every woman, we see ourselves as good. so strong. Mm-hmm. But if we be honest, we're only strong because we have to. And that's the thing, Jay. You said a whole mouth full because vulnerability is the new strength is the new power when you can allow yourself to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. Brene Brown she's a woman who I I love her and I watched her TED talks and then all of her quotes Mm -hmm. you know she did this whole study on vulnerability and how it is so powerful and it wasn't until she allowed herself to become vulnerable that she was able to rise up out of her situation out of her state of depression 
depression, everything that she was dealing with. It wasn't until she tapped into that vulnerability that she was able to to really overcome because uh, the Bible says when I I'm weak. come on, when I'm weak, he's strong. That's it. That That's how it goes. When I'm weak, he's strong. So that means that when I become vulnerable at my at my weakest state, yes. you know, at my most vulnerable state, yes. that's when God is doing his his greatest, greatest work. Mm-hmm. So you can be good when it's not good. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all a part of your chapter. It's a part of your story. Yes. It's a part of just the season that you're in. Mm-hmm. And I think we're because we're looking at it from this angle mm-hmm. from, from this right now, from this present. Right. Instead of looking at it in hindsight that I'm going to yes. look back on this season and this season is going to be one that catapult me. Yes. Yes. Something yes, that yes. I never dreamed that would happen. But I think we're still picking and pricking mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. resisting what right. God is trying to do in our life instead of accepting like this is the season that I'm in. Oh, God. This is where I am. And mm-hmm. it's still good. Because it's still good. I say he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Mm-hmm. And I have to resolve in my mind that God is good, that he is good, that he does good when it does not feel good, that he is still good. And when you can get in a right perspective, the character and the nature Mm. of God, then you will see your situation different because a lot of us feel like God is punishing us. A lot of people feel Mm -hmm. like God is mad with them and Mm -hmm. God is not mad. It's It's just what you are projecting upon yourself. And so it causes our perspective to Mm. shift into a negative thing to not make us feel like this is good. My God. But if you look back back on your past seasons you only gained the wisdom the mm-hmm. strength the courage from the bad seasons. from the bad se- and that's it we didn't really learn a lot come on now where everything was <laughs> right you be honest with you right it was when you were stretched mm-hmm. when you were pulled and if you would lean into that vulnerability mm-hmm. as a woman yes. to say that this season doesn't feel good right. but i trust that it is good uh, and yes. you know what i think as women the best thing that we could just say is I am not okay. And that's that that is amazing that you would say that because a lot of times we don't say it. We don't and say we're it. so we're in fear that 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 people are going to look at us as weak. And that is not that is not true. That's when we get the most help when we open up and say, "You know what? I am not okay." And that is what this conference is all about you being able to say I'm not okay but I know that everything is working out for my good because from the beginning from the beginning God made me and he made me good my God this time just goes by too quick like we are out of time JJ but you're so powerful I thank God for you and you'll have to come back and join me here how can people contact you really quickly how can I'm on Facebook I'm Jacqueline J my mom is Jacqueline C that's the only difference so she's Jacqueline C I'm Mm -hmm. Jacqueline J Porter on Facebook good awesome I'm telling you this is a powerhouse if you want her at your church you need to hit her up because she is a mover and a shaker for this season so you know this has been absolutely amazing we thank you guys for listening to us on the life and in our broadcast remember to live your life in the now she's good empowerment experience you heard all about it how could you not be there you have to be here march 6th through the 8th Tallahassee, Florida, Friday night, 7 p.m. with Apostle Duan Holmes. Saturday, it is a brunch panel discussion, Power of the Woman, featuring Apostle Carlos Collins, Jacqueline J.J. Porter, and Nathan Cohen. Then Sunday, all the way from Houston, Texas, 
Dr. Connie Stewart. It's the She's Good Empowerment Experience. To get your brunch tickets or for more information, visit NikkiCollins.org. Hey. Outside of the lines And we paint a picture So one of a kind Attention We call attention Our mission We direct attention So let's break them all Go off the wall Be in the world But not of it Against the grain Let's hope the same We're walking our love We're gonna march To the beat Of a different drum We do that Attention, 